0: Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent Podcast. Today I'm going to talk to you about literally the most asked question of all time. And that question is, can I be a seeker and an avoider? Like, can I be both? What do you think the answer is? I'm going to pause. Do, 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 do. No, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> I know you can't, I can't hear you. The answer is Yes. Like absolutely you can be a seeker and an avoider and you can be all those things at different times it doesn't have to be just one it doesn't have to be just one within your children and there's a lot to learn and understand within that answer of can i be a seeker and an avoider and i'm going to give you one of the most commonly asked questions involving that a lot of people say well i cannot stand the bickering, the whining of my children, but I absolutely love a damn concert. And I love the festival, the music festival that I go to. And I I love blaring music in the house while I'm cleaning. And I mean, I did a reel the other day on blasting music in your ears totally as a hack to shift executive dysfunctioning. And I hope today that I can help you understand how this kind of pieces and parts together in terms of you don't necessarily have to identify with one or the other. It can absolutely be both. You may lean towards one side or the other. And let me just tell you right now, if you're living in a state of survival, you're going to be all out of whack. Maybe you run hot 90% of the time, but then when you're in dysregulation mode or you're living in survival mode, You're going to run cold. Like it's totally, totally normal. So let me give you an example. You know, those kiddos who literally want to get back inside your belly. They're the ones who like, they just cannot get enough of you. Oh, let me just like snuggle you all day long. Want to get underneath your shirt. No personal space. Like got to be on top of you. Have you ever noticed that those kiddos, when they have a meltdown or a tantrum, they don't want the hugs. They don't want the snuggles at that time. They don't want to be touched. They might even hit you or kick you or throw shit at you. It's like the complete opposite. So a child wanting to have that deep pressure input into their body, the snuggling, the touching, the constant on top of you-ness, that's a seeking behavior. They're trying to regulate their nervous system through craving input into their body. That's seeking so then it's like, I don't understand. My child is a seeker. They're going to get that to calm their body. So when they're in a tantrum or a meltdown, why are they pushing me away? Because that theoretically would support their brain and body. Yes, it would. But when you're in that state, you're in a state of survival, dysregulation, overstimulation. It just depends on how grand it is. There's a whole continuum There's a whole spectrum of feelings and emotions, and lots of hormones that are being pushed through the body. And it just depends on how much is being circulated through the body at that moment. And so that's an avoiding behavior. They are avoiding touch. So, yes, you can be an avoider and a seeker. Again, same thing. You can love music, but the sound of your children's voice while you're cooking dinner at five in the afternoon makes you want to jump out of the window and run down to the neighbor's house for a glass of wine and a peaceful, quiet, I don't know, existence in their guest bedroom. You want to get away because your body is seeing their whining or their tantruming or their, oh, like just frustrations. Like you're seeing your body and brain are seeing that as a threat and why I could totally go down this rabbit hole. Like why is your brain seeing that as a threat? Our children would not survive without us when they're first born. Crying, tantruming, wailing, like that is their language at the moment when they first are born. And that cry is to say, I'm hungry, I'm dirty, I need something. And so when it's happening, when they're older, you're like, I got nothing left to give. Go get a snack yourself. No, I'm not getting you more water. Like you've got legs. Go get yourself some water, right? and so it's triggering stuff within you and you're wanting to push it away there's a lot of other examples in terms of i'm an avoider i don't like a lot of touch or sound or all the different things but again i like music festivals right why do i avoid in this situation but i i go seek it in that one and again that that's one of the biggest questions is that that sound you have to remember Music is creative. It triggers your creative brain. It is healthy for your brain, even regulating for your brain. And whether it is the beat, the sound, the tone, the melody, or the lyrics and the voice and the words that are coming out, something is wonderful and enjoyable for your brain. And so you can love music. But the sound of your kid's whining drives you up the wall. Totally, totally understandable. Is it reasonable? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it sustainable? Nope. And that's why we do this work, to support our own brains to get out of survival mode within those moments. Now, let's go back to the example of when your kiddos love and seek touch and all the different things, but yet they're melting down and they're pushing you away. If you have heard my reel that the number one way to get your brain back online is through physical touch, then you would know, okay, so that is something good to do. Yes, but it's all about timing. It's all about timing. If they're completely in shutdown mode and their brain is offline, they're not making eye contact. Don't go give them a hug. Don't touch them. Think about it. When you're like raging, rage cleaning, do you want someone to come up and touch you and be like, "Oh, sugar, you want, you want it? You want to hit it in the bedroom?" You're like, "Don't touch me. Something's going on. I'm rage cleaning right now." Let's say all the other times in your life, you, you, sure, we'll, we go ahead to the bedroom. Like, I love me some affection. It is okay to feel the waves of regulation and dysregulation and avoiding and seeking and like it it is okay. So I 1000% was a, a freaking hot mess before I did any of this work on myself. I didn't know what was up or down. Like I didn't know my own brain and body just like many of my own clients don't. I would say all of them don't because that's why they come to me, but I cannot tell you how much my life has changed and You can shift the fluency within your brain of I'm snapping at my kids. I'm avoiding that moment. I don't want to be snapping at them when I want to get away from the sound. Like You can shift and and create more regulation on a consistent basis within your brain so you don't feel they're whining and crying as a threat. And it takes work. But the first place to start is the recognition and awareness and knowledge within all of this information of when am I seeking, when am I avoiding, when am I feeling highly, highly sensitive to the, the stimuli around me, when do I see low registration coming into play? Those four things are so important to understand. Am I tripping over boxes and and missing the and not registering the world around me? Like, am I like what is coming up for me? And the ability to train your brain into understanding how to support it in that moment of how do I feel, where do I feel at my body, what do I need, how do, how do I go get it is beyond life changing. I can't tell you how many clients, their, their life just shifts in so many ways and it, and it did mine. I've told you over and over that I'm a seeker and the work of my life is to learn how to step on the brake. But what happens with seekers is we're so over-functioning and we're in a heightened state because we're not listening in to the connection between our brain and our body to then support it that we're just abandoning our our brain and body and there's no mental health there. And in terms of health, like meaning functioning well, we're just we're just going at it. Yeah. We're just bouncing from thing to thing and and getting the to-do list done. And we're just, we're going at it. We're crashing and burning at night and we just are burning the candle at both ends. And I have to tell you, like every piece of my life has shifted and changed. And I recognize when I'm avoiding, I recognize when I'm seeking, I recognize what I need because of that recognition and the shifting within my brain, I've been able to, I don't seek as much. I don't avoid as much. I I don't crave the amount of input that I used to need in my brain and body thought. Like my brain thought I needed a certain amount of input. And so that would cause the behavior within my life of how I, how I functioned. To understand that it's okay to be both and it can show up at different times is know yourself and to trust yourself and to be like, okay, that's what just showed up for me in this one particular moment. That doesn't mean that's all of me. That's who I am for good. That's I'm broken. I'm this, I'm that. It just simply means that's where you're at for today or the moment or the week or the month. And it's okay to be there. Like it's more than okay. What we ultimately want is to find a balance between seeking and avoiding. What we want is to ultimately find a balance within regulation and get out of survival mode, which we should not be living in for the totality of our lives. We should be supporting our nervous system on a daily basis, on a regular basis. I meet with clients all over the world all day long, whether it's in a group setting or a one-on-one setting, not to mention recording podcasts or recording reels or doing business meetings. And I'm I'm on a lot and I very much know that. And so I've learned to hold boundaries for myself in other areas of my life so that I am not doing as much bouncing between the seeking and avoiding behaviors. And that means I'm more stable as a whole. What does that look like? It means... I take care of myself in the evenings. It means I say no to things when I think I need to. It means I lay down in the afternoon and rest my body while visiting with the children if I need to. And I have to tell you, starting to learn how to throttle between that seeking and avoiding behavior, sometimes there's a grief or mourning process with that because we're teaching our brain to function a different way. And so your brain and body has been used to and patterned to have the highs and lows and the in-betweens and, and, and crave intimacy and then push it away like the plague or 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 crave this and want that or over function as a seeker or under function as a as an avoider and then there's so much shame if you're an avoider because you don't understand why you all these behaviors are looking like introverted behaviors, or you don't understand why you can't keep up, you know, full steam with someone like me who's a damn seeker and it's like, it feels exhausting. And then you hear me, my voice, it's like you can literally spiral until you self shame yourself into oblivion. You can literally find any and everything wrong with the patterns of your own damn brain. And like, that's not okay. More and more and more, I am starting to find humans who have told me, especially around my age who have told me that they were diagnosed with this and this and that and that growing up. And it's to tame these behaviors that we don't necessarily or didn't back then understand. But if you understand them and you begin to stop shaming them and then you start supporting them, hello, that's the good stuff. That's the real good stuff. The other great example I can give you of Seeking versus avoiding is your kiddo loves to eat. They love to snack. They're seeking. They're seeking through moving their jaw. They're ooh, constantly, and maybe even you, there's some quote emotional eating going on. You're eating a bag of chips at night, watching the TV, zoning out, all the different things. You're craving input into your body. Maybe even your brain has started to function in more of a seeker state because of all the stimuli to your brain with. TVs and phones and scrolling. And there's so many reasons why you can be in a, in a seeker state, whether it's your baseline. I know for me, it's my baseline, but it can be because it's your baseline or because you're living in a heightened, like I said earlier, a heightened state of survival. And so with that, again, if you're living in a heightened state, if that's the reason why you might be avoiding things bigger, because you're crashing and burning much bigger. So maybe your kiddo is is chewing on their shirt and 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 chewing on their hand or begging for snacks all day long. That's a seeking behavior. But maybe they can't stand touch. Maybe they don't want to hold your hand. Maybe they don't want to be hugged. Maybe they don't, you know, want to go into large crowds. Maybe they don't enjoy flipping upside down, which is body position and space. It's okay to be a seeker and an avoider but in different ways stimuli wise, yeah. I don't turn on any lights in my house during the day. I have enough natural light and I I don't like bright light. When I go outside with the sun, I usually put sunglasses on. It like kind of blinds me a little. I my brain is sensitive to light. But I just told you I'm a seeker. So visually, I am more of an avoider. Yeah, so Think of it this way, even with vision, like let's say your house is full of bright colors. We're talking about vision here. Let's say your house is full of bright colors. You're a seeker. You're a seeker of vision because you're craving lots of boldness and, and awesome wild colors. Yeah. If you look at your clothing and it's all muted tones and you have very muted walls in your house and you don't like a lot of pops of color and it it looks like a day at the spa, you are an avoider of vision and of stimuli visually. And that's something that's very much drastically changed within my own life. I used to love big, bold, bright colors, all the different things. And as I've become more regulated, I'm like, hmm, nah, that actually doesn't suit me. It doesn't suit my nervous system. It may suit my personality, the bright, bold colors. But I think I'm more of a calm, peaceful, serene, like that's what I want around me. But I just told you I'm a seeker, right? So it can be both. It can be seeking behaviors as well as avoiding tendencies and behaviors as well. And your children can show up like that. You can show up like that. You can have days where you're like, I'm gonna get it. Like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go push this this workout out. Like I'm gonna do this. Like I'm gonna pump iron. I'm gonna get it done. And you just have a kick ass, badass workout where you are just soaking in all the input into your body. That's that's getting some seeking behavior in there. And then the next day you're like, I'm effing, exhausted. I just wanna rest. I don't want to work out today. Maybe I want some yoga. Maybe I don't wanna work out at all. That would be considered some avoiding. Avoiding of stimuli into your body because when you're pumping iron, those spindle fibers are are burning, like you're you're expending energy and getting deep pressure into your nervous system. So it is okay to be both, and it again also depends on how regulated you are and what your brain and body can tolerate at the time. If you're living in a state of survival if you feel like you're living in fight or flight, you're probably going to be a lot more sensitive to stimuli because your brain and body is on alert. It's like, okay, what you got for me? Here we go. Like, I'm going to protect you. I got you. Tell me when to stop, drop, and roll. Oh, I heard that sound. Should I stop, drop, and roll? Oh, no. Okay. Okay, good. Okay, good. I just, I just snapped and... No, I don't, okay, good. All right, all right, we're back to baseline. Got it, okay, but I'm still on alert because that exhausted me too. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. And then you lose it, right, before bedtime or something like that, yeah? The place to start, like I've said, is awareness, hands-down awareness. If you can start collecting data of how am I showing up in this moment? How am I showing up in this moment? How does this feel? How does this feel? How does this feel? How does this feel? And then connecting it to your body of like, where do I feel it in my body? As a seeker, my brain can be telling me, go do the thing. Go, 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 do, go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I could like I did. Right. That's why I said my life is so different. I did overfunction because my brain was telling me to, and I would go do it versus me saying, okay, how do I feel? I feel good. Let's go. I want to get this to-do list done. And then I check in with my body and I say, okay, where do I, where do I feel in my body? And then I'm like, oh shit, my body's exhausted. That's the difference between a seeker and an avoider in, in general, like, like I want this, but like, oh, I want that. Ooh, there's a conflict there. And that's where people ask me this question so much. What's the answer? Can I, be, but I'm feeling this, but I have that, but I did, 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 did. If you connect the two, the brain and body, You'll come to alignment within how you truly feel about that stimuli. And if it feels good, I had a client earlier today, she was like, so (sighs) I was laying on the couch and it felt really good. And like, there were so many toys all around me and I, my brain kept going, you need to get up. You need to go do the thing. You need to this, you need to that. You have this to do, you have that to do. And so then I don't really know what to do. Like, what do I do, Brooke? Like, what do I do in those moments? It's the shoulds versus the musts. You've trained your brain to overfunction. You've trained your brain to keep going. And then on the opposite end of that, if you're an avoider and you've pushed to do the things, you may feel you can't get a break and you're just effing exhausted because people who are avoiders don't need as much stimuli, but they're pushing themselves so hard, so hard because they need to keep up with the Joneses. They need to keep up with society. They need to keep up with the immediacy culture of life. And so understanding it's okay to take care of my brain and body will allow you to come to more of an aligned middle ground between that seeking and avoiding behavior to become more aware of when it's showing up for you and how you can support yourself in everyday moments and what it should or can look like for you when you're not quite sure where to turn or how to function or or what to do next. Like you're not quite, okay, great. I've got this. But like, what do I do? Yeah. The information that I've given you today may feel confusing. It may feel, aha. I've had a lot of aha moments. It may feel like, but wait, I, now that led to so many more questions. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, but what about this? And what about that? Everything is right inside of you. That's why when I work with clients, I don't give them a prescribed method of regulation. So many of you are like, can you tell me, like, give me more, give me more, give me, more, I want more of this, I want more of this, like, tell me more solutions, tell me more solutions. It may not be the right solutions for you, but the awareness is first before you ever attempt to heal and support. The awareness comes first. And if you don't know where to start, I got to tell you, regulating your nervous system is not for the faint of heart. It's not the easiest. It takes time and awareness. And you may need to listen to this podcast and a few others, you know, again and again and again. But that's why I do Thrive Like a Mother. I promise you, men, it's coming. Thrive Like a Father is coming. Thrive Like a Human is coming. I promise. I promise. I promise. The next Thrive Like a Mother is in September. And so if that's something you've been contemplating or thinking about, you've got more than enough time to think about it. You've got the whole summer to kind of think this through and be like, "Is this right for me?" But if you want to help, if you want support, even if you want one on one or if you want to work with one of my other coaches, this work is available to you if you want it, and it is hard to sift through the forest through the trees. I need you to help me understand my own brain like it's okay to need that support, and that's why I do what I do, and that's why we support every single one of our clients is because. We know that this is not everyday mainstream information that's being presented or given to you. And frankly, this is honestly what we should have learned in school. I just, it's like mind blowing to me. How, it's like driving a car without driver's ed. We're living in our vessels and our bodies without completely understanding how they function. And that's what's leading to so much mental health disorders is the lack of awareness And because there's a lack of awareness, we think that we are broken and you can spiral yourself into many different tangents of like, yep, that's me. Yep. It's my fault. I did. Yep. This, that, and the other. But what if it's not that you're broken? What if it's that you just need a little bit of support and knowledge? If you want that for yourself, if you want that for your children, if you're wanting so desperately to understand your child better if you're wanting to be able to support them in a way that you know you can trust because it's with a neurological lens, don't think twice. Do it because it changed my life and it changed my children's lives and it's changed so many other families' lives. But I hope that in the meantime, this was helpful. And most importantly, I want you to know the answer to that common question is yes, you can be a seeker and an avoider. And it's okay to be both and it's okay to feel both and it's okay to feel both at different times. That doesn't mean you're broken and you're not crazy. Woohoo! Until next time, take care of yourself. XOXO, Dr. B.